Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Phoebe Richards. And today is our 13th episode. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Stephanie's sound machine. Stinky. Yeah, today is our 13th episode, which is very spooky. It's Friday, and it's our 13th episode. Friday the 13th episode. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, get out your ghouls and goblins. (laughs) Bring them out of the closet. You got them packed away. Bring them out. (laughs) Pause the episode. Go and unlock the chest. The ghouls get to listen today. I remember when I was a kid, my grandma and grandpa told me there was a gremlin inside the TV, and I believed them. (laughs) That's so scary. I know, because it would make sounds, or like it was just such an old fashioned TV. And I'd be like, Was that the gremlin? (laughs) Were they trying to get you to not watch it as much, or was it just their. (laughs) No, they were just just explaining all the technical issues with that for me. I guess if you're going to have kids around, might as well trick them. <laughs> as a child, my dad told me that the ice cream truck was just a music truck that drove around and played music. <laughs> so we wouldn't have to buy you ice cream? And I was oh hanging out God. with like friends that were younger than me, and they were like, the ice cream truck. And I was like, no, that's just the music truck. <laughs> I was very upset with my dad. <laughs> That is one of, I think, the the best slash, like, not, like, really cruel, but still kind of cruel like, kid lies that parents tell their children. Like, uh, the ice cream is just so expensive in those. Well, I think it's maybe, I don't know, I don't want to speak for your dad, but it's like a hassle trying to, like, run around trying to find cash, because back in the day you had to have true. cash, and you had to, like, get to uh, run out the door, and he probably was like, eh. I don't know. I'm not speaking for your dad, but my dad would be like, I could see my dad doing that because he just didn't want to get up off the couch. (laughs) My mom told me that when really tall pine trees are kind of sloped over at the top, that it's because they were sleeping. And I believed her. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My dad told me that. uh, Oh, my God. I'm still going to pronounce it wrong because it's still so ingrained in my head that um, tortellini. Um, were actually turtle weenies. Uh, they were the. They're still. I still knew they were pasta, but he said they were called turtle weenies because they were in the shape of turtle weenies. Like that's what <laughs> little turtle weenies look like. Another piece that explains so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> Any more so, ghost stories? <laughs> Well, speaking of children, I wanted to shout out a cu- two different groups uh, of the internet that I found since we started our podcast. Mm-hmm. And since I've been kind of in trying to talk to other cannabis communities online, one of them, I may have shouted them out on the podcast already, please tell me if I did, is Canamoms. 
I think you have. Hell yeah. I have. Anima. I have already I think shouted. You might have, or we've talked about it outside the podcast, and yes, but I, I think you have shouted them out though. Yeah, before. there's just such a large online community of moms that smoke weed who are trying to end the stigma of moms smoking weed, especially moms who use weed medicinally. Well, and mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck that. And moms who use it recreationally, because as we all know, it's totally fine for moms to be drinking wine all the time that's socially well well that's socially acceptable is what i'm trying to say and yeah. and uh, and on it's top on a of, t-shirt right oh god i saw a t-shirt of somebody in, at their bachelorette party the other day that was oh something feel and feel bride and feeling wine something oh no dang it that's oh. not a good pun <laughs> no it was not great anyway but it was probably better than what I just said. <laughs> but yeah, so I've just been seeing them all over TikTok. They're so cool. And there's I've seen just so many friendships that have been made over the internet of moms who smoke weed. Because the other problem is a lot of them don't have any other mom friends who smoke weed. So they've found... The online communities, they go hard. I, I like, really respect the can moms. Me too. Part of me wants to have a kid just so I can be a can mom. <laughs> I've had the exact <laughs> same thought. <laughs> <laughs> From the outside looking in. Yeah, there was a group that all, all of the moms flew into Colorado Springs on TikTok. Um, I think one of their usernames is Elevated Mama, who we're friends with on TikTok. And they all flew and they had like this girls sleepover weekend where they got super baked and made a bunch of TikToks. It was like the cutest. Well, that is really That's cute. That's amazing. The other I group I found, I found a lot of women online are using because we use the same hashtags like hashtag stoner chicks hashtag hashtag stoner chick is one we use and there's a lot of women using those hashtags to do sex work specifically for smoking fetishes so a lot of people use that hashtag to advertise for their OnlyFans. have you all seen this um what's a smoking fetish i'm not familiar so turns out we are a fetish Stoner chicks. Do you know about it, Steph? No, I know of OnlyFans. I know a little bit of. I know that there are some smoking fetishes for sure. I, I, I see. I deep dive down the deep, dark roads of Reddit, which I shouldn't. Um, but there are <laughs> plenty of, um, non not safe for work, uh, cannabis related, uh, communities that, like, they kind of do a. I don't know if this is what you're things but they link to an OnlyFans and it's a lot of um women um being sexy and smoking weed yeah it's popular is what I've figured out and there's a lot of people online doing this kind of work so if you do this I'm super intrigued if you do any sex work related to smoking fetishes and you're listening we want to hear from you or I do you can dear Kayla me I Phoebe also does yeah I also I will throw that and if you have a smoking fetish, I would also like to hear from you about, I don't know, how you think that came to be. <laughs> <laughs> Analyze yourself and send the, the results to Kayla. And yeah, maybe we'll read your email on the podcast if you if you consent to that. Um, and so, yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw out this crazy idea. Feel free to shoot a bunch of holes in it. We've been talking about making a Patreon for the podcast. What if 
We made oh. an OnlyFans. My. And funded our podcast with our OnlyFans. God. <laughs> Feel free to shoot holes in this plan. <laughs> I. Well, OnlyFans is essentially like we get to create whatever content we want and people decide whether or not they pay us to see that content, correct? Right. And um, it could be sexy or it could be sort of a an homage to smoking fetishes, except instead of lingerie, we're in like big t-shirts and our our hair, we just woke up or I don't know. So I know very little about OnlyFans. I mean, I do know what OnlyFans is, but I suppose I don't know much about it. Is there an audience for non-sexy? I don't know, but it could be our listeners who subscribe to us on OnlyFans. It could be, I don't know. I think if, I think maybe if someone has a smoking fetish, just by virtue of us smoking, it is sexy to them, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. My my only thing is, like, maybe we could just do it on Patreon instead of OnlyFans. I know that there's been some criticism of, like, celebrities using OnlyFans when, like, they don't have to. And, like, traditionally, that's been yeah. such a nexus for sex work. Mm. That would be my only drawback on it. Or something to contemplate. Okay. Yeah. We'll chew on it and move forward intentionally, and that's all um, we can do is our best. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, as soon as you said smoking fetish, I was imagining us, one of us taking a rip and then just us shotgunning it mouth to mouth in a circle (laughs) until we reached the fourth person. Let's do it. It's been years since I've done that. Yeah. Now that we're all vexed. Vexed up. I just got my second shot earlier this week, so 10 more Yay. days, and I'm fully vexed, and it's starting to feel real. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, awesome. Well, is uh, it time for some high thoughts? I believe it's time for Stephanie's high thoughts. Well, bum, what you and thinking actually, about today? Sorry. It had already ended. No, no. Ended. I, it had I'm, already I'm, ended. I'm, the more songs I, I, I'm here for it. Um, I have three different high thoughts from three different people. This is the first time this has ever happened to me. I'm like, I'm literally about to tear up because oh. it's just so cool that I'm getting these high thoughts. Keep sending them to me, dear Stephanie. And they even hey. say the things I ask for. They say, th- they say, thanks, Stephanie. Take care. I hope you're doing well or whatever bullshit thing I said. <laughs> for. Like, it's really, it's great. It just Aww. makes me feel really awesome. And everyone's high thoughts are way better than anything I can come up with or curate on the internet. So this is just badass. And this first one is coming from stoner chick Kim S. I really like this because it has to do with aliens. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, and she loves our podcast, um, which, thank you. She loves I, our podcast, and we love yeah, aliens. She loves, and we love aliens, and we love Kim. Anyways, she has a lot of stonerisms, stonerisms that she likes to call them. Her most re- recent one being this. For those that believe in God, if they believe in a big man in the sky that calls the shots, then they must believe when scientists say that they may be life, there may be life on other planets, right? Okay, so let's run with that. If that's true, then did God make aliens? And if he did, do aliens have to follow the Bible to get into heaven? Is there an alien heaven or does everyone share the same space? Like, these are things I need to know. Love the show. Keep it up. I'm sure I'll send more sonarism soon. Please do, Kim, because that was awesome. So yeah, that was a lot of questions. How is that one? <laughs> 
Isn't that awesome? Yes. Yes. I just watched a TikTok that was about the science of the universe and how it was about God, but it was about science and how science proves God. And anyway, there's also an episode (laughs) of Ancient Aliens basically talking about the Bible, but instead of angels, they're aliens. And it explains all these stories in the Bible using aliens as the explanation. That's, uh, I have one of my favorite stoner friends, Brittany, shout out if you're listening. Um, I spent the night at her house and I woke up in the morning and we were just smoking weed watching Ancient Aliens all morning while um, her partner made us breakfast. <laughs> her wife that is funny That's amazing. because that is who Dream I was with when I watched that episode of Ancient Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Brittany. <laughs> so when I went to church as a kid, I always had this idea of the seven days that God made the world was very earth centric mm-hmm. I, I don't know a lot about religion so I'm sure there's holes in this but so when I hear that what I think is like oh well maybe God created our earth and is our God and then the aliens have their own God who created there oh. and there's all these gods then the gods like meet up in the clouds every once in a while and like oh, what are we gonna do about this you know there. I like that theory. I actually idea. really like that theory that the gods have like a like a manager meetup for each of their mm-hmm. like offshoot mm-hmm. like Walmart <laughs> planets, and they're like, oh my god, that, well they're not, <laughs> I don't know what it is. The part of Kim's question that I like is I think the last part, which is, do aliens go to heaven or are they all just in the same space? Which to me almost seems sounds like she's thinking like heaven is outer space (laughs) just floating around (laughs) but i almost like the idea more that like if if when aliens die their spirits are just floating around everywhere that heaven is a place on earth (laughs) and that all of the people that go to heaven are just like chilling around us just in a different dimension who have well, that... passed, like ghosts. Like, maybe ghosts and aliens are kind of one and the same in a sense. Oh. Or if there is actually a heaven, like a literal heaven when you die and you get up there and it's, like, just filled with, like, aliens and actually humans are really awful and so there's not too many humans up there. And so you get and up there and it's all fucking aliens and you're just like, oh, wow, we are really, like, the worst race. <laughs> That's how I imagine it, but I'm I'm a pessimist. But you get to see what aliens really look like, which would be a pretty big mystery solved because I've seen so many interpretations. Does that mean at the pearly gates there is an alien letting you in or not letting you in or just a soul, you know? Not necessarily an alien, just a higher elevated frequency being maybe. Well, I want to get on to another little high thought. Thank but you, I Kim. Thought, thank you. Thank you, Kim, so much. I thought that was an awesome high thought or stonerism, if you will. If Please send me more stonerisms. This next one is from um, a stoner sister named Amanda. And um, I just thought this was just funny. I think it's one of those stoner thoughts you just kind of have while you're on a toilet or something. And so, um, <laughs> she said, first off, oh, my God, hi. Love your podcast. Okay, so I'm sitting here stoned off my ass, and I look behind my bathroom door and see the door stop. Now, this doorstop is one of those springs that sits at the Mm -hmm. bottom of the baseboard. Are you still with me? (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm looking, wondering why they made it spring-like and not just a solid piece. And then I realized the answer. Mind blown, emoji, emoji, emoji. It's designed that way. So if you happen to kick the fucker, you don't break your toe. Oh. <laughs> love you guys. Wow. Stay high, my stoner sisters. Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I just thought there's like one of those things where you just like those one of those obvious things that are in front of your face every single day. You look at it every day. And after 36 years of living, you go, oh, that's what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I is. That's almost like a stoner realization where your mind finally accepts something that you've been looking at. I always thought they were like that so that it would give and it wouldn't uh, chip the door or hurt the door. Yeah, oh, yeah, damage the door. The door. Yeah. Probably multifaceted. Yeah, to dampen the impact. But, yeah, like, why not both? I mean, yeah, I mean it kind of all works together, right? It's, it's, it's Don't make it a weapon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. That's my middle name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I have, I have a stoner, one more stoner thought. I also got sent a bug fact. So yes, I thought that was please. funny when I like randomly got the bug they fact. They know you. They know me. They're watching Well, you. I'm going to do the bug fact really quick because it's just like, it's just a quick one. And it's from Ben who sent us, um, he sent us high thoughts before. But it's one in four animals. And I didn't know this. I knew that there were a lot of bugs and stuff, but one in four animals is a beetle, but with plants... If you add in plants, it's still one in five is a beetle out of all the organized organisms on the planet. Even if you factor in plants, which I thought was crazy. Creepy. There's more beetles than plants. Yeah. One in five organisms is a beetle? Is a beetle. Isn't that nuts? Damn. That is weird. (laughs) Like fish in the sea, like everything. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of those... um, black you know like stink bugs in santa fe oh yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah I love the ones those. where like if you get close to them they like pop their butt up in the air yeah <laughs> and they always look like they're kind of doing a little prance as they're walking around mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a ton in my yard and when i go out at night to smoke a cigarette sometimes i'll like turn on my phone flashlight and there's just like 10 of them and i'm just like hey buds they're my smoking buddies <laughs> <laughs> during quarantine That's creepy to me but <laughs> it's also sweet I mean, my quarantine buddy was a seagull, so. Well, I am now is a possum oh. named Lila. Lila. And as we know, Kayla had the creek rat. Yep, my river rat. rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my smoking buddy. But yeah, so those are our high thoughts. I have one more high thought, but I might save it for next time. Save it. I thought it was a good one, too. Ooh, the ghosts got it. It's a good cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. I'll save it for... Next time we do high thoughts. And with that, we will take a smoke break. While we're token, I have a few announcements to make. The first is that the Stoner Chicks free t-shirt sweepstakes is happening now. I love a good sweepstakes. Me too. All you have to do to be entered to win a first edition Stoner Chicks t-shirt is rate, review, and subscribe to Stoner Chicks on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and email a screenshot of your review to stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com, along with your mailing address and your t-shirt size. But how will I know if I win? Well, on the last Friday of every month, we will select a lucky listener to receive a free t-shirt. Dope. But what if I don't win? 
Well, everyone who enters will get a handwritten thank you card from one or more of the stoner chicks in the mail. Oh, and who doesn't love getting mail? Exactly. But hold up, Kayla, what does the shirt even look like? I'm glad you asked, Phoebe. It is a soft as fuck white cotton t-shirt with our podcast logo on it in black and white. I'll post a photo of it online. Cool, cool, cool. Now I have an announcement. By all means. You can now become a monthly supporter of Stoner Chicks via our hosting platform, Anchor. You can do this by clicking the link at the bottom of our show notes or visiting anchor.fm slash stonerchicks. You can make monthly contributions of a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month. And your contributions will go towards things like paying our editor and fifth stoner chick, Shari, hiring an artist to design new merch, and of course to us, the stoner chicks. We are independent artists working full free and can use all the help we can get to continue to develop and make this podcast the best it can be. Aww. And now, back to the show. All right, welcome back from your smoke break. We hope you got nice and toasty. I did. Uh, we've been <laughs> we've been hanging out. Excited to be back with you. And now it is time for Stoner of the Week. Stoner, Stoner of, the of the Week. week. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's funny that aliens and religion uh, came up because my Stoner of the Week this week is Hildegard von Bingen or Hildegard of Bingen who I actually told the stoner chicks about previously on a lost tapes type of episode when we were practicing (laughs) at the beginning. And uh, so they know a little bit about it, but I spent all day today doing research. um, And uh, many podcasts helped me. I was a religion major in college and I specifically became very interested in Christian mysticism, talking about uh, Christians over the ages who had direct visions or contact with God. And Hildegard von Bingen had come up then, so I kind of knew a little bit about her. But then the blog that I've referenced so many times, Token Woman, pointed to Hildegard of Bingen as being someone who was cannabis tangential. So I listened to a lot of podcasts on this. The the credits are going to be in the liner notes. I'm not going to repeat them all right now. (laughs) However, um, so Hildegard von Bingen was born in 1098. So keep it in mind that all of this is taking place in the 12th century. Mm. I'll put myself in the 12th century frame of mind. Where Vikings were still Vikings. (laughs) and she was born in the rhine valley in germany and uh keep in mind i have 10 minutes for this segment i could talk about this for like three hours but she was born in 1098 she was the youngest we think of 10 children and she was came from a family of minor nobility and you know back then part of the whole church thing was tithing where you would have to like pay the church or whatever and I guess it was kind of a common practice that for people who had a lot of kids they would kind of give one of their kids to the church to like be a nun or a monk as part of like a tithing thing (laughs) so well you only have 10 of them (laughs) right exactly um so when she was eight years old she got handed over 
to the church. As it turns out, um, when she's talking about her life later in life, she was three years old when she started having visions, but she didn't actually start talking about her visions until she was in her late 30s. She kept it, like, really close to her chest. I think she knew that it might not be taken super well. As it turns out, she ended up getting validated by the archbishop and the pope. Um, they actually did an investigation into her visions and, like, certified them. Wow. Um, so Hildegard uh, von Bingen is a saint. I'm going to say von because that's how I learned it in college. She's a saint. She didn't uh, get canonized until 2012 um, by uh, Benedict XVI. What's that, canonized? Uh, what does that mean? Um, so canonization is basically saint uh, becoming a saint when you when you and, make hmm. sainthood and that means that they have to prove that someone has like done something miracle m- has yeah, that committed was, like, a, miracle. a miracle like didn't they do that with mother teresa mhm yeah. yeah and so um yeah so there's a lot of saints and she's only one of four female saints that uh, is classified as a doctor of the church, which refers to her um, role as a teacher. So a few things about her that she ended up doing that I just want to run down the list. She was an author. She wrote not only um, liturgical like sermons and interpretations of God, but she also wrote... Um, like musical morality plays. She essentially wrote an opera. Uh, She was a prolific composer, kind of an early composer in the sense of the term, and also (laughs) talked about a lot of things that weren't typically talked about. I didn't dive too deeply into this, but she was the first to talk about the female organ, um, orgasm, sorry, not the female organism, (laughs) the female (laughs) orgasm, and was overall a uh, a visionary, a a theologian, philosopher, all that stuff. She also toured around preaching um, in her 60s and 70s. So the other crazy thing about her, she lived to 81. In a time when people basically died when they were, like, kids. Um, So whether or not, wherever the source of her visions, there's a lot of theories, I do think that there was something very special about this woman. Yeah. So when she was eight years old, she got turned over to the church, and she came under the tutelage, sort of, of a woman named Yuta, who was actually only six years older than her. So she was 14. And uh, when Hildegard was 14, and I guess Yuta was 20, they went into kind of a clandestine monastery. So a nunnery within a larger male monastery where they didn't see anyone, they didn't speak to anyone. I think there was like a little window where they would like get food and could like maybe listen into masses. Um, But they were really totally cloistered for a very long time. So Hildegard didn't have a ton of education 
when she was younger. And it wasn't until later after Yuta died and she was unanimously named the magistra, the new like prioress of the abbey or whatever, that she started learning a lot more. And then there was a, a monk named Volmar who kind of served to write down everything she said and taught her a lot and kind of aided in getting her letters and manuscripts out. So the name like Volmar. (laughs) So over the course of her life, she actually had correspondence with very high up officials in the church. Now to the weed part. Once she had founded her own monastery, with nuns, which was in and of itself a feat, they had an herbal garden. And she ended up writing um, texts about medicine and herbs. And she wrote like two huge tomes. One was called Physica and the other was called Causae et Curae. And she generally had a belief. um, I think they referred to it as Veriditas, the idea that It's the greening power of the divine that God flows through us in a mirror image to the way that God is in nature. And so a lot Mm. of what she said was like, if you have problems with your eyes, like go and sit in a field and like look at a meadow and stuff like that. And so how cannabis factors into this is that at the time, um, I guess it was referred to as hemp or whatever, but she said, uh, a towel prepared out of hemp laid upon sores and wounds works well since warmth is contained within it. Of course, this is the time of the humors and everything like that. And then also says, whoever has an empty brain and pains may eat it and the head pains will be reduced. So essentially, it sounds like she was soaking cloth in hemp boiled water and then would lay it wherever you hurt they think that she was maybe doing it for period cramps which is like awesome like og cbd oil or whatever (laughs) but also that she experienced a lot of pain in her life over the course of her life and that she would self-medicate with cannabis um wow that's so cool when you Yes. When you listen to her music and a lot of the writings from her and sort of their transcendental nature, I don't have a hard time believing that she was stoned for some of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Spiritual so as fuck. <laughs> so there's record, not recordings, but what you, there's um, written music that she wrote out. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. So there's written music. And so they have recordings because... She came into the focus in modern popular culture when the New Age movement kind of came about in the 1980s. And so um, not only for herbalism, but for her music, that's kind of the American focus. And so there's recordings of like monastic chants and singing and it's um, ethereal. Definitely. I think. Yeah, there's something higher powery about it for sure i don't want to say you know god or whatever but that's that was her experience so basically hildegard von bingen 
was kind of a badass in her time. And probably if she'd been a man would have been considered one of the Renaissance men along with Da Vinci and all the rest. Were, was Da Vinci um, in like the 1100s too? When was... <laughs> Now I just said that. Now I'm going to sound so stupid. No, 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 you're not. I'm just so amazed that her, that 900 years later, people were still talking about her. You know what I mean? It's wild. For any historical figure, it's wild, but. Especially for historical women figures. It's interesting to find written stuff about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that they, I think that some of her manuscripts still exists so like illustrated manuscripts anyway you should all read more about her and listen to the music and stuff it's really cool and that's hildegard von bingen as stoner of the week stoner Stoner of the week i think i want to name my glass piece after her or either (laughs) either hildegard is it hildegard yes or the magistra yeah do you like the magistra i do yeah i like hildegard best (laughs) Hildegard? I do like Hildegard. Yeah. Hildegard. I think Hildegard. Just like, and especially since you could just go, fetch me Hildegard. <laughs> I don't know. And I would want to say that if I had. Just to your pipe. <laughs> Run down to the abbey and fetch me Hildegard. <laughs> Please. Bring me Get the weed me. smoke, Hildegard. <laughs> <laughs> Push it out. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks, Grace. That was awesome. That was really good. I love I was awesome. enthralled. I learn, oh, I learn it's it's funny uh, I learn things on a stoner podcast that you're on <laughs> yeah that I am on so many things and I learn. also say things like maybe angels are aliens man <laughs> which is good I mean I think that they're like weirdly in our 13th episode there was like a lot of food for spiritual thought yeah well, it's all very connected <gasps> Ooh, we didn't plan it that way at all, guys. We didn't at all. <laughs> spooky angels. Uh, is that the new Sarah McLaughlin song? She's bringing back <laughs> Lilith Fair, and she's calling it Spooky Angels. Spooky Angels. Uh, I'm there front row you seats. Woo. <laughs> Keep sending me high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and follow us on all of our Instas and Twitters and... Tic Tacs. Email. Follow our email, Tic Tac. Or Tic Tacs. Maybe one day our OnlyFans and or Patreon. (laughs) Hey, Grace. Yeah. What do they always say? Chill with the aliens. You'll never be without an angel. (gasps) Oh, smoke to that. Smoke to that. Smoke to that. Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stonerchickspodcast.